0: The following audio is from White River Christian Church. More information about White River is available on the WRCC mobile app or at wrcc.org. It's good to see you this morning. Uh, I am thankful to be here with you. We are in week two of This Is Why We Sing. If you missed uh, last week, I would encourage you to go back and check that out. Andrew uh, preached from Psalm 103 reminding us of some of the benefits uh, when we actually sing. Not only does it give praise to God... Uh, it actually is a, a physical workout, it helps us uh, physically, and it also builds our relationship with Christ. And so if you didn't catch that, I encourage you to go back and catch that. Uh, today is week two, and we're going to be talking about that song you don't want to sing. So before we jump in, let me pray for us, and then uh, I got something special for you. Jesus, we thank you for the opportunity it is to gather together and to worship. Uh, We thank you this morning that collectively we get to come before you and give you the praise that you deserve. God, would you uh, just move in our hearts, Holy Spirit, would you uh, change our perspectives in the situations we're in? Would you allow us to learn from your word? God, I trust uh, your word when it says that it does not return void. And as we take a look at it this morning, uh, would you, Holy Spirit, do the work that only you can? We love you, Jesus. We pray these things in your precious name. Amen. So do you have, uh, I got a question. Do you have a song that is like your guilty pleasure? Like if it comes on on the radio in the car, you're just going to belt that thing out and sing it as hard as you can. I have a few, okay. Uh, There's a few of them that probably I wouldn't want to share with you. Uh, This morning, I'm going to risk it a little bit and I'm going to share one with you. Although I have a strong feeling You will never look at me the same afterwards, okay? Uh, This song is one of those songs that when it comes on, and it doesn't come on very often on the radio stations I listen to, I roll the windows down, turn the volume up, and I sing it. Now, some people from first service said they really hope that at some point they pull up next to me while I'm singing. And I said, if you do, I will sing to you. I don't get fazed by people who pull up next to me and stare at me while I'm singing in my car. So, without further ado... This is one of the songs that I absolutely love when it comes on the radio. Hit it.
1: Cause I can't make you love me if you don't. Yeah. You can make your heart feel something it wants.
0: All right, there it is. There it is. Let's not uh, prolong that. Thanks, DJ. Last service played like another minute of the song for me. Um... That's it, I Can't Make You Love Me by Bonnie Raitt. That came out on June 25th, 1991. It is, I love that song. I don't know what it is about it, but like when it comes on, I start singing. And uh, it has come on a couple times in the car when my wife's been in the car. And uh, if you did not know this about me, she says this, I don't really know. I'm tone deaf, right? And I can't stay on tune. And so when it comes on, she, she is always uh, bearing down because she knows what's coming, right? <laughs> and uh, it's as if Bonnie asks me to do it with her in the car every time it comes on, and I say yes every time. So uh, we listen to that, and I love it. It's one of my, uh, my guilty pleasures. Now, here's the thing. Uh, my wife's criticism has never stopped me from singing along to any song that I really want to sing. But I will tell you... But there's been situations and circumstances in my life that have caused me to stop singing. A song comes on and I just, I, I don't want to sing it because of whatever it reminds me of or whatever it might be pulling out of me. And maybe you've experienced this yourself. Maybe you experienced this this morning. You come into worship and, and there's a song on it. And you just don't, can't bring yourself to sing that song for whatever the situation might be. Some of you it might be because of a loved one that it reminds you of. And you just can't bring yourself to sing the song because that's their song. Or, or the song that makes you think of them. Or maybe you can't uh, open your mouth to sing a song because um, it, it just reminds me of something in the past uh, that has happened. That, that draws back those memories and those, the flood of thoughts. Maybe it's because you grew up in a house where singing wasn't uh, what you did. Or maybe a church where when it came to singing you were supposed to stand still and just slightly sing. And not actually let it all out and sing. I'm not sure why it is that maybe you're held back from singing sometimes. But I think you would agree with me. There's moments when that takes place. And this morning what I want to do, I want to take a look at two psalms with a total of 11 verses. And as we do, this is what I want you to hear that is what we're going to kind of experience, okay. As we look at these two psalms, this is the thing I want you to walk away understanding. That when we give God praise, when we sing, God changes our perspective. When we give God praise, God changes our perspective. And when we see that in scripture, I don't know if you've ever experienced that. I've experienced that, even as early as last week. Andrew did a great job preaching. He even gave us some like benefits from like singing, how like it burns calories. So Andrew, uh, uh, last week, I sat on the couch and sang a whole lot and counted as a workout, so <laughs> there's that. Um, <laughs> thanks for that tip. Uh, I don't know how long that'll work for me, but um, there's there's. There's value in that. And one of the things that I think is so valuable for us is that we get to have our perspective changed. So if you have your your journals, open with me to Psalm 13. Psalm 13 is considered a psalm of lament, of deep sorrow or pain. And it says this in Psalm 13, verse 1. To the choir master, a psalm of David. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. It's a Psalm of David. It's a simple six verses and it starts out with some pretty hard questions. How long? How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? Will you hide your face from me? Must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? I'm going to be honest, if you put this to music, it'd be a pretty weird song, right? If this was the chorus, you're just singing this over and over and over, it would probably be sadder than the song I just played for you. But that's the point. You see, when we come in to worship and to sing to God, sometimes it's not just all rainbows and butterflies. Sometimes there's real situations and things going on in our life that are causing sorrow to the point where we come in with a heart that's ready to lament. And that's okay. Psalm 13 shows us that that's okay for us to come to God in that manner. He says, how long over and over. And then in verse three, he says, Consider and answer me, O Lord, my God. And then he talks about this sleep of death and being overcome by his enemies. And then something happens in verse 5. Because verse 5, there's this turning point, this transition. And he says, but I have trusted in your steadfast love. Okay. (laughs) Three verses earlier, you were still saying how long? What is happening here? What's taking place as David comes singing this song you actually hear it take place, right? He's giving God praise and what's God doing? He's changing David's perspective. Oops, I turned the page. But I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. So one moment, it's all about David's circumstance. It's all about what's going on in David's life. As he comes and he starts to, to give this Prays and starts to sing to God. And then all of a sudden, God takes that and shifts it from his circumstance to his salvation. Do you see that? As he sings, his perspective is changed. Verse 6 I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. You almost wonder about David's sanity when you read this because it changes that fast. It goes from David's feelings in the beginning and then it ends with David's faith, his trust. It's something we've heard before. And I think about this song and I just think, or I just think that David goes from one side to the other and, and, and so quickly because he's coming before the Lord in praise. The same is true for you and I. When we get to that song that we don't want to sing, doing so allows God to change our perspective on whatever it is that's holding us back. So I was thinking about how does this apply to my own life? And a few years ago, you'll remember, we had a school shooting. I'll never forget that day. I was at the high school as they brought the students over from West and helped organize students. I'll never forget it i also never forget the Sunday after. Because the Sunday after, we were supposed to have students on stage to lead worship. I remember Saturday night calling each one of them and telling them, hey, if you can't do that, it's okay. Every single one of them, without a second's hesitation, said, I'll be there, I'll sing. I'll never forget Hope Linus stood right there. She sang the song, Tremble, to start the service. And as I sat out there, I couldn't even open my mouth. Wasn't even a song I could sing. And I don't know if that was because of the emotion of the situation. I don't know if it was because my anger that we had had a school shooting in our backyard. Or I don't know if it was just awe because she could stand there and sing as a freshman. And I as an adult couldn't even make a peep. But as she began to sing, she sang these words, Peace, bring it all to peace. The storm surrounding me, let it break at your name. Still, call the sea to still, the rage in me to still, every wave at your name. Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Jesus, Jesus, you silence fear. Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Jesus, Jesus. I didn't sing a word of that song that day, but I left and I was singing that word over and over in my mind, hearing Hope's voice for the rest of the week. Because as I began to sing it, as I began to give God that praise, as I began to praise God for the fact that he is bigger than the darkness of school shooting or anything that happens in our world, my perspective started to change. And so what I thought I'd do this morning is invite you to stand and sing with me right now song, Tremble. So go ahead and stand and sing with us.
1: all peace. The storm surrounding me Let it break At your name still, still the Call the sea to still The raging me to still At your name At your name Jesus Jesus, Jesus Darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus. Silence fear, oh Jesus, Jesus. You made the darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus. Breathe, oh, breathe. Call these bones to live, call these lungs to sing. Again, I will praise, Oh Jesus, Jesus. You make the darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus. You silence fear, Oh Jesus, Jesus. You make the darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Jesus, Jesus, you silence fear. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Jesus, Jesus, your name is life the shadows can't deny. Your name cannot be overcome. Your name is alive, forever lifted high. darkness tremble. Jesus, Jesus, silence fear. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Jesus, Jesus, Let's sing his name one more time. Oh, Jesus, Jesus.
0: So maybe you find yourself there, Psalm 13, a psalm of lament, a psalm uh, where it's almost difficult to sing. The other side of that spectrum is giving thanks, giving thanks. Find yourself in a place where you're just so overwhelmed with gratitude that you can't sing. And so I started to think back to uh, my freshman year in college, and my freshman year in college, uh, to say that that was Miserable would be kind of an understatement. I was at Taylor University and I was so excited to leave my freshman year. And I was convinced as I returned home my freshman year that I wasn't going to come back to Taylor University. Now, it wasn't because of the school. It wasn't because of the people or the small town of Upland, Indiana. It was because of circumstances that had happened and all come from home. I remember returning home that summer and uh, my job was to uh, maintain a subdivision on a tractor with a, a big pole behind it to mow the lawn and weedied. So I would mow for like three or four days straight, and then I'd go and weed the entire thing for like eight hours a day. And if you've ever done that before, uh, most of you guys in Hill know this, you like lay down in bed at night and you're like, you know, like, I'm like, I'm not shaking. But every time I close my eyes, like what has happened, right? Like, I mean, hours. And I, I did one thing while I mowed that subdivision. I argued with the Lord. I'm not going back there. I don't want to go back to Taylor. I don't know why I thought I would want to do student ministry. I was, I was, it was misery. It was Psalm 13. And as I argued with the Lord and as I mowed and as I argued with the Lord and I weeded and as I argued with the Lord, where did I end up sophomore year, week one at Taylor University? The first chapel of the year is held in the gym because that's the only place that will hold the whole student body and faculty. And so we were in the gym and we started that chapel by singing a song that always, always pulls gratitude out of my heart. It's called In Christ Alone. And as we stand, stood to sing that, I was so overwhelmed with gratitude that God had brought me back to Taylor. I couldn't utter a word. I stood with thousands of other Taylor students as they sang this song and I just listened Because I I couldn't bring myself to sing it. If you have your journals, turn to Psalm 100. Psalm 100 is a psalm of giving thanks. We see the same thing happen in this psalm that we saw in Psalm 13. There's singing and as a result of singing, there's a little shift in perspective. Even in the midst of giving thanks. It says this in Psalm 100 verse 1. and his faithfulness to all generations. Again, imagine this as a song because that's what it was intended. And as Andrew referenced last week, make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. I remind my wife of that one often because <laughs> it does not say it has to be on key or in tone, right? Like, come on now, it's just a joyful noise. I can add to the noise of this room any day. Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. When we come into his presence, when we give him praise, what's he do? He gives us perspective. Let's verse 3 say? Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us. We are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. There's your perspective. Listen, God is your shepherd. He's guiding you, he's with you, he's protecting you, he's watching over you. He hasn't left you. As I sing, excuse me, as I didn't sing, as I listened to everybody else sing in Christ alone, my sophomore year at the opening chapel, I was reminded of that very truth. It is he who made us, we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. I tried to get away, but he wrote me back in. Because what we see over and over in the psalms, a singing perspective and singing and more perspective. And the psalmist knew that when we come into his house singing, that that changes us. And and I'll tell you this, last week it was funny because Philip kind of referenced this. But last week you guys came in a little bit like our high schoolers do. Like, hey, are you guys awake? You know, like, I see you, you've got your eyes closed, right? Like, I can see that. You realize I'm looking at you, right? Like... It's obvious your eyes are closed. Um, We kind of came in a little sleepy last week. And Andrew preached us a great message out of Psalm 103. And then what happened? We responded with worship and singing. And as you stood and as I stood up here, I didn't even sing a word. Because I was so overwhelmed by your voices. They were literally louder than what was being played from stage. That's what God desires for you and I. That's what he wants at the beginning of service every single time. That's what he wants when your favorite worship song comes on in the car. He wants that kind of praise from you. Because when we give him that kind of praise, it's gracious enough to change your perspective on the circumstance you're in, the situation you're dealing with, the day you're having. One of my favorite things to do is to jump in the car and turn on worship music and just drive because it changes my perspective. And so maybe, maybe you find yourself this morning in Psalm 13. You're in lament. Maybe you came in this morning with just giving thanks and thankful for another day. Or somewhere in between. But this past week I was listening to a sermon. I listened to a couple different preachers on a regular basis. And uh, I'm just going to be straight up honest. This is his story and I stole it. Okay. Um, It's too good. He said his wife, when they go on vacation sometimes, he will like, she'll research something for the week. And she, he's like, you know, Anna, it doesn't really matter to me too much, but she like tells me everything she's learning through this research. And so the last time we were on vacation, she was researching gazelles. Gazelle, who researches gazelles, okay? I don't have any idea. Gazelles. She was reading up on gazelles uh, for some reason. And as she's doing this research, she came to this point where she Read something that really just hit her. She shared it with her husband. Her husband ended up preaching about it. And it's applicable for today. Gazelles live in dry areas, right? Where droughts experienced. And so gazelles, God has created gazelles with the ability to shrink their hearts and their livers so that they can survive longer without water. Think about that for a second. They can shrink their hearts when there's no water so that they might survive. Here's how that applies to you. You go through circumstances and situations in your life, and I think you shrink your heart so that you can survive. Maybe it was the home that you grew up in, and my only option is to shrink my heart and just try to make it through this. Maybe it's currently where your marriage is at. I'm going to shrink my heart so I can just survive another day in this. Or maybe it's some circumstance that's happening outside of you but it's having an effect on you and you shrink your heart. And listen, I'm not condemning you for shrinking your heart. I'm just telling you that's not the way God created you. He didn't create you like a gazelle and that's why we can't shrink our hearts the way they do. God doesn't want that for you. In fact, when you come in here and when you sing praises, what does God do? He pours water on your shrunken, shriveled up heart bring it back to life, to give you a different perspective, to make you realize that Jesus is bigger than the darkness you're experiencing. And then I, I got up early this morning as I typically do and I opened up my psalm journal. I don't know about you, and this is a little side note, but I like, to, I like to check things off a list so this just makes my heart happy because we finished the front page this past week. I'm like, look at that! We're on the back. Right? Like, I literally said that on my couch by myself this week. Um, anyways, it's the small things in my life, all right? But I opened up Psalm 63, which is for today. And this isn't a coincidence. This is straight up how the Lord works. Verse 1, O oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you. As in a dry and weary land where there is no water. It's not a coincidence that God decided I would preach about gazelles and on the same day talk about a dry and weary land. I said, when we give praise, God gives us perspective. There aren't gazelles in Indiana, you know that full well, but what do we have? We have deer. And what do deer do? They pant for water. Deer understand their need for water. In fact, you'll often find deer where near rivers. Because they're never far from it. And they return to it regularly. So when God's word tells us that you and I are to be like deer that pant for water, what is, the, what is he saying? You've got to stay close to me. You've got to be near me you got to return, and in fact, what Psalm, let's see here, Psalm 42, you don't need to turn there, just listen to this, says this in verses 1 and 2, as a deer pants for flowing streams, so my, my excuse me, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. So whether you find yourself in Psalm 13 or 100, a little bit in the middle, What I want you walking out of here thinking about is this, that when it comes to us, our pant comes in the form of praise. As a deer pants for water, so we give praise to our great God. And so if you're in that spot, my encouragement to you would be to sing praise. I heard a wise guy say two weeks ago, when I'm stuck, it's like I I get myself a good workout where I sweat. I go outside and I sing as loud as I can because God's word tells us that it changes us. And then I take a nap. I thought, that's a great idea. <laughs> All three of those. But sometimes you just need to sing at the top of your lungs and pant for the Lord, thirst for him as a deer pants for water. And so this morning I thought we would finish by singing that song in Christ alone. Because I want to sing it today. Because I know in my heart that it's in Christ alone that I'm given perspective to face the things of this world. So if you would stand with us and sing.
1: He is my light, my strength, my soul This cornerstone, this solid ground Burned from the fiercest drought and storm What heights of love, what depths of peace When fears are still, when striving ceases, My comforter All in all Here in the love of Christ I stand From life's first cry to final breath, Jesus commands my destiny. Home here in the power of Christ, I'll stand here in the power of Christ. We stand, amen, amen.
0: it is in the power of Christ that we stand. God, thank you as we give you praise this morning that you change our perspective. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would do that for this church this week. Father, whatever situation it might be, I just pray that you would watch over, that you would be present, that you would remind us as we leave today that you are with us, that you are shepherding us, that you are watching over us, that you are our strength. God, we thirst for you as a deer pants for water today. And as we leave, would you allow our panting to be our praise? We love you, Jesus. We pray all these things in your precious name. Amen.